Hey everyone, welcome to the second episode of the Game On Podcast. I'm Zach Alexander. I'm Levi Curls, and we are excited to be back today. We had a had a big week with our uh, after our first podcast. Uh, I think first thing we we put it out on Thursday night, and Baker proceeded to make us look like idiots because he played a great game, looked great, did well. Joe Burrow did well too, but he just just wasn't Baker, man. Bur- too much Baker. For the uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals on Thursday night last week, the Browns finally got back to some play action plays. Let Baker roll out. I thought his accuracy was ten times better than it had been even at the end of last year, and obviously week one this year. But I think that's a product of the offensive coordinator finally getting to the schemes that work for Baker. You know, he's not Kyler Murray. He's not Lamar Jackson. He's a guy that can throw on the run and throws well on the run. And uh, they just got to vamp the offense to him. Yeah, and I think a lot of it is just trying to force feed Odell the ball. If it happens, it happens. If it don't, it don't. And hopefully he doesn't throw a fit. I know he's been throwing a fit basically if he's not getting over five touches, five targets, whatever. Just got to gotta get all three of those guys on the same page. Landry, he, he don't cry and complain anytime he doesn't get the ball. But a lot of it, I, I feel like it comes down to Odell trying to cause a scene and they don't want him to blow up. I was glad Baker did good. Glad he got back on track. Hopefully he uh, he does well in his in his third game this year. So we'll we'll see about that. A couple things we got to fix. I messed up last week and said Scheffler was Scotty Scheffler who won the Rookie of the Year in the PGA. I said he was from North Carolina. I lied. He was he's from Texas. He's a Longhorn. Hook him horns. Um, so I apologize for that, Scotty Scheffler, if you're listening. I uh, I messed up as well. I messed up with. Uh, What's the guy's name for the Giants? Fleming? Fleming. Yeah, I messed up with Fleming. He might not be the best tackle, but he's not Byron Bell, the Cowboys tackle that took Tyron Smith's spot in, uh, I think, 2017 and gave up seven sacks. So, my bad. Fleming, Byron Bell, you still stink. I still still am not a fan. So, if you hear this, at me, bro. <laughs> at me. We, we can chop it up and get you on the pod, and you can come defend yourself because right now you're chopped liver to me still to this day. Couple big football games. We're finally getting in the heart of football season. SEC football starts this weekend. Uh, we got a couple top 25 matchups. Three top 25 teams playing, or three games which include two top 25 teams playing each other. We got Kentucky, Auburn, Pittsburgh, and Louisville, and Army and Cincinnati. Kind of a team, two teams you don't normally see in the top 25 pretty frequently or think about. Obviously, with so many conferences not playing, it's getting schemed more towards these guys playing on national television which is great for for the conferences the american cincinnati playing in the american and i believe army is in the american as well i might yeah, have to double check know, on that one good for army for getting in there cincinnati kind of flirts with it every now and then it, it's rare to see army in the top 25 so good for them they probably haven't haven't been up there since since jay bateman left them he's the coordinator for unc now i don't know i, I hope army does well Did you say texas texas tech Texas, Texas Tech. That'll be a it's a rivalry one. game. Yeah. That is not uh, top 25. I don't not think top Texas 25, Tech. but it'll, it'll be fun. Another rivalry game, Florida State-Miami. Yeah. For those of you that watch the U, that's the wide left, wide right. Are they back? Rivalry. Is the U so, back? Is the U back? Uh, they look good against Louisville. They got a uh, they got a turnover ring now. A ring. They they started the, the, chain. the chain, and it became the belts and all that stuff. Now they got rings. They get a turnover ring or a touchdown ring, something. A bunch of rhinestones, and it looks like always coming out with the bling at Miami. The U, <laughs> yeah. the U put it up. Uh, it's sick watching a game and seeing Ed Reed on the sidelines. It is. I love. I love that. Love Ed Reed. I'm excited about Ed Reed too, just because it brings back that U mentality to the program. I know Diaz is from Miami. He's a Miami guy, but it, it helps when you have a guy on the sideline that played in the U, battled for the U. Gave his heart and soul to the U. Obviously, I'm a UVA fan, but I love college football. I love the atmosphere of college football. Um, I know the SEC is going to be different this year with no tailgating, but I, you always know football season when 3 o'clock on CBS rolls around, that music starts, man. That kind of gets your blood pumping for Saturday. And then, you know, the game starts at 3, so it's still sunny, and then the guys go in at halftime, come out, and the lights are on, it's dark. And it always seems to be like a one touchdown, one field goal game. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm looking at it, and we got LSU, Mississippi State, man, that's gonna be awesome. Mike Leach, Mississippi State versus Coach O, a battle of two gym coaches right there. Uh, they're they're golden. Lane Kiffin back in the SEC playing against Florida, that'll be fun. 
SEC just makes everything better. Now college football's been back. Now it's really back. Full scale back. Big Ten, I know we got a couple, like a month from now. We get the SEC back on the schedule. We get them rolling. It's going to be a fun weekend. Even though there's no tailgates at games, get that grill pumping, whether it's charcoal, gas, whatever it is, get that thing pumping, start cooking some food about noon, have it ready by 3, get that buffalo chicken dip. Shout out to my wife, best at making that buffalo chicken dip in the crock pot. I'm ready to roll for Saturday. They definitely are. They're definitely going to tailgate in the South. 100 percent they're Somehow. gonna find a way to tailgate i saw where there was a high school game in west virginia and uh they took a tree stand and put it up in the tree <laughs> stand just to watch because there was, they weren't allowing fans in the game yeah. like they're they're gonna find a way somehow i mean if you're on your own property what can what can people say exactly and a lot of these schools have houses and yeah. they pay basically to let people park there right they, they kind of i don't think they're allowed to tell them they can't tailgate on somebody's private property Agreed. so Agreed. it'll be interesting the diehards will you can't teach a, a old dog new tricks <laughs> that's going to be the sec tailgate scene no doubt you can't stop them from tailgate no doubt and then last week we touched on the pga championship or i mean the u.s open i'm sorry u.s open bryson dechambeau wins the u.s open uh, they said he couldn't bring science into golf and bryson finds a way not a, i don't like his slow play but it finds a way to work one one uh, length shafts on all his clubs. Weird putting stroke, but he finds a way. Uh, Saturday night he was in second. He was out grinding on the driving range at night. Had lights on. Had a track man out there every night. Every he's night. On, after. He's Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Every night he was out after, just getting after it, man. Like you said, bringing the science into it. It's electric watching him because he hits what looks like a perfect shot. From no matter where he's at, it no looks doubt. like it's perfect most of the time. And he's just screaming like he just didn't even hit it. Right. He's just getting mad at himself. The ball didn't do what it was supposed to do and all kinds of stuff. And he's just – it's fun watching him blow up on like a perfect shot. And he, it's amazing to watch him use the ground for absolute force yeah. to drive the golf ball. It's amazing to watch him drive the golf ball. People talk about Rory, DJ. All those guys hitting the golf ball, but it's it's definitely a unique swing and it's fun to watch. Like I said, I would have I'm not a huge Bryson DeChambeau fan overall. I don't. I'm not a huge, but I love watching him drive the golf ball. It was a matter of time. It was. I mean, he, he's in the top five every time. He's winning these lower tournaments. It was, it was a matter of time until he got his major in. So. Not to mention, he's one only one of three people to win the college individual championship the U.S. Amateur, and now the U.S. Open. So he joined Jack Nicklaus and Tiger Woods. So that's a pretty good company to be joining. Good fact fact of the day right there. <clears throat> Game on fact of the day. Ding, ding, ding. While we're on work ethic, one of my biggest pet peeves right now, right now, for those of you I told before, I used to coach college baseball, trying to become a better coach overall. So I started working with younger kids to try to find the words, coach my first quote-unquote tournament. Um, the weather here in the Outer Banks has not been great. Uh, so it got pushed to a one-day tournament. We only got two games in. Kind of disappointed in the uh, the effort we we put out. Uh, our guys came out kind of lethargic, and I asked them at the end how many guys watch baseball and f- feel like the MLB guys are lethargic in what they do. And obviously they get paid millions of dollars to protect their body, so it's a little different. But, you know, baseball is a slow game, but we can run around with our head on fire. There should be three, three four guys around the baseball at all times, and we just – didn't have that this weekend. Um, I don't know if it was first game back or if it's just our generation, but for those of you that are listening, if you're in that generation of middle school age kids, high school age kids, start develop develop that work ethic now. Remote learning is the best the best time to learn it right now because you have to have work ethic in order to get all your assignments done. That's my little spiel on work ethic. I think talking baseball wise, uh, I was middle infield basically my entire life. Played a little bit of third base and you were kind of different because you caught, so you're in every single play, calling the game, in the game, basically almost touching the ball every play or every other pitch, whatever it is. Middle infield, man, you got to make it fun. You got to you got to run around. You got to force yourself to back these guys up. Whether it's the pitcher every single time, you got to talk, and that's how you make it fun. That's how you you bring the energy every game, every inning, every pitch. Act like every ball is going to be hit to you. Expect every ball to be hit to you. And if it's not, know what to do if it's not going to you. So it, it's frustrating. It's something I've, I've dealt with with those same kids trying to get on. We didn't have many games this year for middle school. But just running around, having energy, because out of the game they have the most energy in the world. No doubt. And then you put them in the game, the lights come on, the people are watching, whatever you want to call it. 
and it's just they're too cool for school. They're not doing this, not doing that, and don't want to be embarrassed, but in turn get embarrassed. I agree. I tell them there's three <laughs> things you can bring to the ballpark every every day that you can control. There's a lot of things in baseball that you don't control, but you can control your effort, your enthusiasm, and your energy towards the game and towards your teammates. Baseball, other than wrestling, like literal you know, wrestling, I can't think of another sport that is more individualized team effort, right? You have a team score, you have nine guys on the field, but your batting average is you. Then it comes down to the team average. Yep. Your gr- the ground ball comes to you, and you have to make a throw, and then you're relying on your teammate to catch it. Then it gets individualized because you're the guy catching it. So it's it's a hard dynamic, but it's that team aspect and working on your, your skills to better the team. That's what I'm trying to preach to these guys, I'm trying to get them to understand it's it's more than just what you do at practice. It's what you do when coaches aren't watching, what you do when your parents aren't watching. It's how you conduct yourself on a daily basis. So you come to practice with a belt on and your shirt tucked in, your hat on straight, your cleats tied, or is mom, you're not wearing a hat because mom didn't, mom or dad didn't pack it. Be a pro, man. Exactly. Be a pro. A pro's pro. Uh, listening to different podcasts and everything, that's like the best compliment they give guys that they're talking about. He's a pro. He's a yep. pro's pro. He does everything he's supposed to do, comes in, takes care of business, and sometimes they, they're guys that work work after everybody leaves sometimes they just come in and do their own thing and and leave but they while they're in the building they're they're doing what they're supposed to do they're getting after it giving a hundred percent that's it's not it's not that difficult like i said my favorite player was david wright growing up and one of the comments all the guys in the clubhouse with the mets used to say was he was the first guy in the locker room and the last guy to leave you know vado just vado said one of his biggest things he just got a shirt from the uh clubbies the guys who work the clubhouse who do the laundry who clean the cleats in the big leagues, your cleats have to be clean before every game. So um, most of the time it's the club he's doing it. But what he does is if they have a day game, he stays after that and cleans the cleats, helps them clean the cleats. And the club he's gave them the shirts that they wear in the clubhouse. So I thought that was a pretty cool gesture. That's awesome. But always be the first guy there and the last guy to leave. Make sure everything's cleaned up behind you. It shows a lot about what you end up doing on the field. Good karma brings good karma. Good things happen to good people. I love that one. Good things happen to good people. While we're on baseball, we'll go ahead and because we could talk about kids all day in our teams. We could. We could. <laughs> While we're on baseball, well, the Yankees are in the playoffs. They clinch this week, so that's good. Like I said, I don't know if they'll. I don't think they'll catch the Rays, but they're up there. They're in the playoffs with that team. That's all I need. Get yeah. them in the playoffs. They can. Should be good enough to handle the rest and, and hopefully get to the World Series. Everybody's getting healthy for him too. That's a huge. Yeah, finally getting everybody back. So that's that's good news. We got NBA action. I mean, Nuggets finally won last night. Nuggets Nuggets got a win. They could very easily be up two one in that, and that would be all you hear about. And then we got Celtics Heat, and I'm I'm going for the Heat. And I'm going for the Nuggets. I like Jimmy Butler. I love that he's mean. He's got an attitude. He don't want to be friends with everybody in the league. And then. You got the Nuggets, man, Jamal and the Joker, and they just play and love each other and handle their business. I like it. So hopefully hopefully those two teams end up winning. I doubt they will because the NBA is rigged, so they'll probably try and at least have Boston or L.A. in it. They'll do everything they can to. I imagine they're going to push for L.A., the referees. I watched that Nuggets game last night, and they were pointing everything towards L.A. as far as foul calls and all that stuff go. But – I tried. I was trying to flip back and forth, and I got caught. Tiger just opened a new course in the Ozarks, <laughs> um, first public course. So it was uh, kind of a Ryder Cup feel. It was U.S. versus Europe. JT was playing with Tiger, and Rory was playing with Justin Rose. So I got caught watching that. Just the banter between those guys. You know, JT they, called Tiger a dumb dumb. He did because he has a logo on a ball. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Bridgestone for doing that. JT still plays title, all Titleist stuff. I don't think they're putting his logo. There's too many people that played Titleist golf balls for uh, for him to have a logo on his ball, but he said he couldn't putt with a logo anyway. So it was alternate shots, so they had to use Tiger's ball that hole, and he called him a dum-dum. There was a lot of shots that went array on longest drive. Guys was trying to mash it, so it was fun to watch. I just got caught in the banter. When, uh, when's, the next, when's the next golf tournament that Tiger's going to play? That Tiger will play probably, I don't even know. He'll play till the Masters, probably. Because um, he's holding on to that. He is. He, he wants he's the like, He's like MJ. He's like the greatest people of all time. They just hold on. They make up these rivalries. Somebody calling him a dum-dum on national television, that one's not getting let go. <laughs> he's going to just grind all day, every day, all things golf, just hearing JT call him a dum-dum. So watch out for Tiger in the next tournament, especially if Justin Thomas is in the field, which he probably will be. I'm, I'm picking Tiger in that one. 
Tiger and then Morikawa coming in second, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> November twelfth, Masters, right before Thanksgiving. Uh-oh. So we got any got anything else that we need to I can't talk about baseball. The Mets are garbage. Yeah. Alonzo's hitting below oh, I think he might be below two hundred right now. Dom Smith, MVP of the Mets this year. Love Dom Smith. Hold on to that for as long as I can. But I think we can move forward to that. We got a lot to talk about with the NFL. Uh, a lot of injuries. Like I said, I'm a Giant fan. Obviously, home field is MetLife. Bunch of the we play the 49ers this week, and a bunch of the 49ers got hurt, and we're complaining about the turf at MetLife. So that'll be interesting. Tank to see. for Trevor. Tank, Tank for Trevor. Trevor is on in New York. They're going for it. Get Daniel Jones. I think Danny I read. Dimes, get him out. I think I read like eight teams posted. All the 0-2 <laughs> teams were posting something with <laughs> with Trevor Lawrence in a uh, in their jersey. Jets are already red. They're ready to get rid of Darno or Darno. Um, Darnold. Darnold already. See, I'm on my Mets guys still. Got rid of Darnell when he goes and tears it up in Tampa Bay. Jets are already ready to get rid of Darnold, Sam Darnold. I don't know. It's interesting. I don't – even with all those – with Bosa out, and, you know, that's their main pass rusher. I don't know. We just signed Devontae Freeman too, so it'll yeah, be Yeah, I, I, like, I always like the way Freeman looked. I don't know if it's because he was – I remember him in Florida State, right? Yeah. Yeah, I remember him in Florida State. I liked the way he ran. I, I thought he was going to be too small, but then – like him on hard knocks, like the way he handled himself and everything on hard knocks. He may have been a rookie. I don't know. He always runs hard. I, I like him. I think it's a good signing for the Giants. Probably the best free agent running back you could get. I agree. Speaking of uh, injuries, we had an interesting one. I'm from the 757. We breed athletes in the 75 and the seven cities. Our boy Tyrod Taylor, although he went to Tech, we'll scratch that from the thought process at the moment. But it was just released that the doctor was the reason that he did not play on Sunday. Punctured a lung trying to give an injection to fix his ribs. Uh, so I thought that was interesting. You know, That's is crazy. it is it somebody has more feelings towards Herbert? There's a lot of things. I guess the NFLPA is getting involved now, so it's going to be ugly. It could be ugly in uh, ugly insane. in Los Angeles. That that's insane. Just the the fact that the doctor caused it. We got it. That's like going to be a uh, Redskin situation, man. The team doctors, what they did to Trent Williams. Yeah. I don't know. This one's probably worse because they inflicted the injury. Not so. only that, with a shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you you never want to be sticking needle, getting needles stuck in your body, and I'm sure Tyrod was trying to avoid it. Obviously, he's trying to make his paycheck. I feel bad for the guy. He was a bridge quarterback to Baker and. In Cleveland and now it almost looks the same like that for Justin Herbert so you know I, was, I wanted big things out of Tyrod obviously I want to see a guy from our area, my area hometown area uh, succeed in the NFL again you know it's it's disappointing that that happens and Herbert came in and took the Chiefs to OT so he, he played well he probably played well enough to to win that job I know Anthony Lynn said 100% Tyrod's job when he comes back they said the same thing about Tony Romo when Dak Prescott took over and Dak did well the guy's doing well the team's doing well with him they're riding him they're rallying around the, the young quarterback they're gonna go with that young quarterback the better yeah. the cheaper option yeah I mean, he really only made one bad pass that throw on the run where he was rolling out to his right and decided to throw the ball back over the middle of the field. It was just in a, it was a bad timing. They still took him to overtime after that. But shout-out to their defense for holding on to it. Yeah, other than the, uh, the injuries. The injuries stole the show for week two NFL. Other than that, got to go the Cowboys comeback. That's what they're calling it, the Cowboys comeback. We were down 20 points, down 19 at the half. Comeback, we did everything possible as far as coaching decisions to lose the game. The boys still come back. They found a way, a miraculous helicopter onside kick, and then Legatron as time expired right through the middle of the uprights to win the game. One of the, one of the most electric Cowboys games I think I've ever watched. Only, only one I will compare it to is I don't know what year it was, but it was against the Bills, T.O., and Romo, and they got an onside kick and came back like that. But... Falcons just dominated the game in all aspects of the game, and somehow the Cowboys won. It was it was wild. Complete brain fart on, and we've had this discussion a couple of times now on when do you feel the ball? Do you let it go ten yards and then you jump on it if you're the team receiving the kick? Essentially, you gotta end up trying to almost box out like in basketball, and it, the Cowboys guy was the end of. Ended up being the one that boxed out of Falcons. Yeah, the Cowboys guy. were the only ones boxing you know, out. It's uh, and you get the ten yard rule, but it's like you really 
don't touch the ball if it's a line shot, high bounce, anything like that. If the ball's rolling and you know you can get it, right. you're allowed. Like, you know you can dive on it and jump on it. I mean, I know Dan Quinn came out and defended the Falcons players, said they knew what to do and all that, and they did the right things. Got to use a little common sense exactly. if you're a Falcons front line man. Agreed. Especially if you're not going and blasting the dudes that are running down. It's one thing if they go and just take out the Cowboys, but none of them really went and laid a Nobody went towards anything, the ball or so. nothing. Is that a more disappointing loss for the Falcons than the Super Bowl, do you think? No, just because it was the Super Bowl. Yeah. Now, I don't know what the rest of the Falcons' schedule looks like. I know for the Cowboys, that was almost a must-win game for the Cowboys. The way they looked against L.A., they play Seattle this week, so that's going to be a tough win. You start 0-3, it's, it's tough to come back. So, a huge win for the Cowboys in that aspect. And just McCarthy is making these fourth-down calls, and they're not going well. They're not working. So I think it would have. I, I don't think the Cowboys' demeanor would have been well going into the Seattle game, and then if we lose that man and go 0-3, it's basically cash it in for the year. And the Giants are slowly on their way to 0-3. I know Joe Judge preaches don't give up, stay in the game, and they did. They came out in the second half. Um, I obviously didn't get to see the game. I was coaching some baseball games, saw the last drive. Um, was not a huge fan of the pass interference or the play calling at the end. Like I said before, I thought Jason Garrett would be a decent offensive coordinator, and I think he is. Obviously, the injury to Saquad, his quads weren't strong enough, I guess. I'm, you know, I'm knock on wood, I've never torn an ACL. I couldn't imagine going through that. I'm, ama- I'm going to be amazed at what comes out of this. I think Saquon's a hard worker. I wouldn't be shocked if he has a brace on and start run dunk, is doing ladders here by the by Christmas. He's just that insane of a person. But it'll be interesting. You know, I'd like I'd like to think we have a chance against the Niners with everything that happened. No Garoppolo, no Bosa, no Gar- Bosa. Is Garoppolo out against the Giants? At, he's questionable right questionable. now. But uh, it looked like a pretty bad ankle sprain, so that'll be interesting. No Mostert, I don't think. I think he's out yeah, as well. I don't think he's gonna play. Um, I think injuries made him weird. It's I don't know if it's the lack of training camp or how training camp was gone. Lack of hitting. There's no. There's no answer to it, and it's upsetting to see all these star athletes. McCaffrey that, went that down. That turf, this man, that MetLife turf. It's got to be something. <laughs> Met, of all the new stadiums, MetLife is probably the worst new stadium, and I feel like the only reason they had the Super Bowl there was because it was in New York. I mean, you would think with two teams in there, you think they would spend the money in the right areas to have the, the most elite stadium possible. And it's because the Jets are involved, man. If the Jets weren't involved, it's trash. It, it would be fine. It, the Giants would be able to run it. It would be good. Jets are involved. Everything the Jets touch just goes to trash. Yes. Sam Darnold, the only only adult male to have mono in history and <laughs> has never recovered from it except for against the Cowboys. Speaking of injuries, too, your guy, Bortles, just signed with the Broncos. The boat, to, man. Due to Drew Best Locks of all injury. time, the boat is back. <laughs> I hope he comes through with the, uh, the Broncos and, and gets another starting job after this. Shout out to that Barstool uh, Cribs. Blake Bortles became an absolute phenom. Uh, due to Barstool. Yeah, I, I'm man. I'm going to give all shout-outs to Barstool on that one. And no free shout-outs, but Barstool gets a shout-out. Should we tackle these these games coming up this week? We can go we ahead. we got our, our Thursday night games. Gonna be... We had pretty good records last year, last week. I mean, yeah, we picked we them did. straight up. We didn't pick against the spread. We didn't do anything with the spread. We just called it straight up how we thought it was going to go. And we were pretty tight on most of them. I yeah, mean, I think I, I was, what, how many games were there? 16? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> we got to get better on the I th- research. I think, I, think I, missed, I think I missed two games. Yeah. The, the Colts and then the Raiders. The Raiders. I missed those two. I think that's the only two that I missed. I missed the Raiders game. I know I missed the Giant game because obviously I'm going to pick the Giants. And then the Thursday night game, I think I went with Burrow. Oh, we both missed that game. So yeah. three, three, three games. games. Yep. Three games for me. Probably four for you. This week, I'm excited about the Thursday night game this week. Uh, Connor Minshew. I just love Minshew. Minshew mania, man. I love man. it, dude. The fact that he broke his hand on purpose to get a redshirt year, and then he went and played for Michael Leach. Just to get out of ECU. Yes. Did the, broke his hand on purpose, took a hammer to it, and just started hammering his hand just to get out of ECU, and then ended up with Mike Leach and became a stud. Yes. And, and I got overlooked in the draft and ended up starting all last year. So I spent a lot of Thursday nights in Greenville, and there's a lot <laughs> of things that could be possible in East Carolina where you could break your hand in other ways other than taking a hammer to it. So props to him for uh, finding a way out and using the rules to his advantage. Uh, obviously, he's a smart guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whether you think the act- actions were smart or not, uh, he's a smart guy in finding a way to get out of a situation that he didn't want to be in. Made him, made him perfect for Mike Leach. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 
it just made rules, sense. Can you imagine though, if the new rules, he would have never had to break his hand. Right. Yeah. But uh, him and uh, Fitz Magic talking a little junk this week. Did you see that? Yes, talking I did about see the that. Stash versus the beard. So uh, not only that. Dolphin fans are already yelling out for Tua. Dolphins are 0-2. If I feel like if it's Magic doesn't have a Magic first half, we could uh, see a repeat of the national championship game and Tua come back in the second half. I don't know. I think the Jags are just, they're on a roll right now. I think the first game they played well and they just lost and then winning last week. Yeah, I mean, they've been in both games. They, um, I, I think if, if it's a close game, I think they ride with Fitzmagic, and then if they lose, they'll probably go with Tua. Usually they try and do it around four like four to six games. That's when they yeah. try and get those rookie quarterbacks in. But like you said, if, it, if, it's, not, if it's not close and it's halftime, they're probably, they might roll with them. I think I'm going Jags in this. I'm going Jags. Minshew. Yep. I mean, I'm a Minshew believer, old Uncle Rico. Oh, yeah. And we got the, uh, the Texans next, and Steelers. Yep, Sunday, 1 o'clock. In Texans Pittsburgh. Texans and Steelers. In Pittsburgh. I believe so. And that's the hard part, too, is Pittsburgh's defense is just – they're legit. They're back to Pittsburgh football. It's just – it's hard to – it's hard to bet. Tomlin, another 757 guy, it's hard to bet against him. Not that we're necessarily betting money. We're not. <laughs> it's just, it's just a, a, a saying. I threw it on a couple games last week. <laughs> Went one and one. So. You got to do what you can. It's legal. It's legal. We're good. Yes. We can move on and uh, – Continue to gamble our way, our way into uh, severe debt if we wanted to. However, or severe riches. You never know. True. Man, that's the fun of it. Being a teacher, we can take that chance a little <laughs> bit, not too much. Uh, sometimes you gotta live paycheck to paycheck. Texans, man, it still looks like Watson's trying to figure it out without uh, Hopkins. So yeah. I, I'm I'm going Steelers with this. I love their defense. I think Big Big Ben can score enough points to win them games unless they're against the elite offenses. I agree. And I don't think I'm calling the Texans an elite offense. Watson probably right on the cusp of being an elite quarterback. I I don't know. He's got to figure it out with his weapons that he has. And I think he's—I don't think he's there yet. So I'm going—I'm going Steelers. I think somehow they got to get Will Fuller going and be that deep threat. Brandon Cooks has to—he's got to find the end zone. Fuller didn't have a catch last week, did he? He didn't. Yeah, and he, he had didn't. 120 yards in the first game. Yeah. It'll—it'll it'll be interesting, but I—I I don't think—I don't think they're there yet. I don't think it's going to click against the Steelers. Not against that defense. No way. I just don't think it's possible right now. Not sure that they have the run game to offset the pass game, to, at least in the beginning, to get some kind of play action going. You know, Watson just can't do it on his own. Yeah, David Johnson's got to step up. He did all right the yeah. the first game, but he's got to he's got to step it up. And that and this is three straight tough opponents for the Texans too. Yeah, you know they've I mean? they've had a rough schedule. They can't get cold feet just because they could possibly be an zero three. I think this is an important game for them. I think they have to be in this game. They really haven't been in either of the first two games. They were never really in e- either game. I know they scored they scored late in uh, the Chiefs game. The yeah, Ravens game was just horrendous. Ravens just dominated that game. Exactly. So I think I don't know. I just don't see how it's possible, but I'm going to go with Steelers as well. And the next one, we got Joe Burrow versus Wentz, the Bengals versus the Eagles in Philly. Going for uh, one of those teams is going to come out 0-3. Yeah, the Eagles right now, they are the laughing stock of the league. They they blew it against the, the Washington R-Words or the football team, and then last week they got throttled by the Rams. Uh, the Cowboys and the Eagles were actually, their games were almost identical up until after the third quarter. Um, both teams had a little comeback in the third, and then the Cowboys ended up winning. Eagles ended up getting beat by like 19 points. Again, laughing stock of the league. They, they've been blown out now. They gave up a huge lead. Luckily, the Cowboys kind of took the heat off of them because they beat the Falcons. So, Eagles fans, you should thank the Cowboys. I mean, Joe Burrow versus the Eagles. I don't want to say he's going to win. I'm going Burrow. <laughs> Give me Burrow. He's getting his first win versus the Eagles. Carson Wentz can't do it. He, he's not He's not looking too great this year. Burrow's impressed me. I like the way Burrow's played. So, I'm, I'm going with Burrow. A little upset there. Take a chance on this one. I like Burrow as well in this one. Obviously, as a Giant fan, I'm not a <laughs> – by any means – anywhere close to ever rooting for the Eagles. However, if it, if I thought they could win this game, I would go with them, but I don't see it happening. I don't think Carson Wentz has not been as poised in the pocket as he should be. I'm not sure he's uh, trusting his reads. I don't think the run game has been as good as they thought it was. Their offensive line has looked like yeah. awful. I mean, Bad. Wentz has less than two seconds to get rid of the football, and I don't think that allows their offense their they want Philly wants to go deep a lot. Burrow looks poised in the pocket. He looks like he's 
should be in the NFL. Carson Wentz looks like a rookie, and I think yeah, they've almost switched <laughs> roles. I'm going to be with an Eagle fan this weekend, so it'll be awesome to watch the Eagles lose. I'm and the, sorry you got to be next to an Eagle fan. Giants the and Eagles are both on at 1 o'clock, so I see myself being at Buffalo Wild Wings watching football with them. Um, so it'll be a blast if the Giants can pull off a win and watch the Eagles go 0-2. I, I'm, I'm praying for it. We might see Jalen Hurts, man. I don't think he'll, we might see some packages. He's a second round pick. You got to do something. Right, at for some him. point, they got to implement it. Yeah, so I don't think he'll take Wentz's job by any means, but I think he'll definitely start to see them working him into the offense little by little, and it may start this week. We'll see. And Rager's going to the IR just released an hour ago. Oh, is he really? Great, so. great pick. Cowboys kind of slipped him up on that. Took him <laughs> off guard. Got CD, and then they ended up going with some guy named Rager. So. See how that's working out. And then the next game, we talked about it a little bit, or you did, 49ers versus the Giants. Who you got with that? Of course I'm going with the Giants. I mean, <laughs> like I said, I can't bet against my team. I told you guys I would be biased. I don't care how bad they are, how bad they look, how bad Danny Dimes is playing. It doesn't matter. I'm always forever faithful to the Giants. Uh, 49ers are out some weapons, maybe even Garoppolo possibly. I think this is the week the Giants could turn around. The schedule for the Giants, I think overall gets easier after this game as far as like what it looked like from the get-go on paper. Obviously, I'm sticking to Danny Dimes. I think Devontae Freeman won't get the ball as much this weekend. I think it'll be more Deion yeah. Lewis and Wayne Gallman. Hopefully, I just need the offensive line to step up and look like they're going to play better. I just need them to be more aggressive off the ball, put some hands under some shoulder pads and start putting some pancaking guys onto the ground. The last four or five years, we've had the worst record in the NFL overall in those five <laughs> years, and it's been because of our offensive line. I'm not going to give up on Danny Dimes right now. I will give up on the offensive line and the offensive line coach. I will call for him to be fired if we cannot figure this thing out. We were supposed to have a whole new coaching scheme. Offensive lineman was supposed to get better. And Gettleman, you better figure it out. Is, uh, is Kittle playing for the Niners? Do we know that? I don't know if it's or been released or not. I will look that if he's up. he's out, that kind of changes things. Changes Especially if Garoppolo's not going to play. I mean, the Niners' D-line was their bread and butter. I think they kind of make their defense what it, what it is, one of the best defenses there is, just because of Bosa and Thomas and all those guys getting after it. The Giants are the Giants, so I'm going Niners. <laughs> Uh, Kittle's no questionable, Garoppolo's questionable, Coleman's doubtful, Mostert's doubtful, and Greenlaw is questionable. If they had Saquon, I would maybe give the Giants a thought here. But uh, no Saquon, I, I think they have problems figuring out what to do with their offense for, for the first game without them, probably many more. It, it'll be an interesting game. Just Solomon. with the Niners, so many injuries and all everything. Richard it'll, it'll Sherman's be a fun out. Game. Yeah. Solomon Thomas is out. Nick Bosa's out. The, the Niners really took the brunt of the injuries. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, that and uh, that in Carolina with yeah, McCaffrey out. Losing McCaffrey. That's, I mean, that's that's bad. We can go ahead and go to that game. Who do they, who are they playing? They are playing the Chargers. The Chargers. Oh man, they might get a little Herbert right out of the gate. Yeah. That's a four o'clock game. Sorry Panthers without running. McCaffrey. First the Chargers with or with. With Tyrod or with Herbert, I don't care who it is. Chargers have, have played in games this year. Chargers they've, have played um, well. They've been in every game. They won one, um, lost one. They got lucky. The kicker caught a calf cramp when he did. They beat <laughs> Burrow, but they, they were in both games. I'm going Chargers in this one. Their defense is actually playing pretty well. Defense. We'll see what uh, see what Bridgewater can do without McCafferty. But I, I don't. think the Chargers definitely played over expectation on defense without. Um, yeah, for sure. Without James. Dang, yep. Thank you. Yeah. You know, losing James that early, he's he's the captain of your defense. I know your linebacker always wears the C, but you know Derwin E. Carey kind of was looking for a comeback year after what happened last year yeah. with the injury, and then for him to go down so early in training quote-unquote training camp. I don't even know if coaches want to call that training camp this year. But I think Carolina's still learning. I think coaches are still learning how to coach in the NFL. You take a guy who was a quality control guy at, for the Saints, then he goes to LSU and is the passing game coordinator, and now he's an offensive coordinator. So I think he's still learning the system and what he wants to do. I think Matt Rule's still trying to figure out how to handle it all. Matt Rule's biggest thing right now is he's deciding whether to go with a shield or a mask again based on whether he wants to wear sunglasses or not. Last year it was a vest. This year it's the sunglasses and mask he's worried about. But, hey, whatever works for him. Got to watch out for those. Uh, doesn't want to pay a fine. Just got to watch out for those dummies that are robot dummies that took him out like that one at Baylor. <laughs> 
Have you seen that video? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't pick him for that reason. <laughs> yeah. Can't go with Matt Rule. Um, I like Teddy Bridgewater. I like the story of Teddy Bridgewater coming back. You know, he been he got knocked out a couple times when he was with the Vikings, and then played well with the Saints. I'd like to see him do a little more. It's gonna. I think it's gonna be tough without McCaffrey. Once again, yeah. I'm a big play action guy. You lose that play action threat. I don't think. Bridgewater's going to be a Cam Newton and run the ball as many times as he can. I think he's more, he's a better passer out of the pocket uh, than people give him credit for. I'm definitely taking the Chargers, but I think it'll be a good one. Yeah, I think that one will probably be close. Their other, all their other games have been, so. But, yeah, I go, I'm going Chargers, too. Back, now, go back to the, go one, back o'clock the one o'clock Yeah. Patriots versus Raiders. Think I'm going to go Patriots? Just gut feeling. The Raiders, man, they, they look good against the Saints on Monday night. They – I love their running back. I love Jacobs. I think he's an absolute stud. Chucky versus Belichick. I think I'm. I think I'm going Belichick on that one solely off of Belichick. Not nothing I've necessarily seen out of the Patriots. They played well against the Seahawks. They put up a fight. Had a chance to win. Didn't end up getting it. Cam Newton still looks good. Still running. Getting his touchdowns. Edelman. He he's a little banged up. So that'll be interesting to see how he does and how he looks. But he's he always comes back. He's like a little robot. Probably Hunter Renfro's Renfro's idol. I imagine. I agree. Uh, he'll, they'll be playing each other. He'll probably get a jersey signing after the game, even though it's not allowed. But um. <laughs> I think they're going to have some conversation. I think Renfro's a student of the game, so I think he'll definitely pick Edelman's brain while he's there, while he's got him front and center. You know, I doubted the Raiders last week. I just wasn't sure. I'm not. I'm still unsure about Derek Carr. Um, I think he's second year in the offense. He's learning yeah. the offense. I think Gruden has a little more faith in him. I think what Gruden has to do is stick with that offense. I think he's got to allow himself to beat teams, even though they know what could possibly be coming. I mean, really, in the NFL, I'm not going to say you know what's coming, but people have their schemes. You run that scheme. I think Gruden's got to stick to that scheme. I imagine Belichick is going to make Derek Carr beat them. Yes, Derek Carr and his receivers. His receivers aren't really proven. Ruggs, I guess, is really the main weapon. Waller, Waller's good. Belichick will probably try and take away Waller. In the passing game, and, force and he's gonna he's gonna take away the run game with Jacobs and force Rugs and I think the other guys Edwards and Renfro force those three guys to step up and basically win the game with Derek Carr, I and agree. I don't see that happening. Yeah, I I mean I'm with you on that. Incognito is questionable, so we'll see how that comes. He came out of game late. Yeah, I saw on, him uh, come out the other night. Um, we'll see, but I'm, I'm going to go against you on this one. I'm going to go ahead and take the Raiders just so we have one going against each yeah, other. We've like agreed it. on too much today. We'll, we'll probably agree on, on the next one, the Vikings and the uh, Vikings and the Titans, right? Yes, Titans all the way. Yeah, There's Titans no even question on that. I think Vikings might also be tanking for Trevor. I didn't see this coming with the Vikes. Yeah. I know they got rid of Stephon Diggs, got rid of Everson Griffin. He's with the Cowboys now, but I, um, I thought they would be able to hold their own Kirk Cousins has not looked good this year. Did not look good at all last week. His bank account looks good. He played it smart. He's got Dak, money. learn from, he's got learn from money. Kirk. I'm telling you, he's the smartest in the NFL as far as that goes. But, um, yeah, I'm taking the Titans and probably a, a blowout, I would say, in Titan fashion, so not necessarily – 50 points, I think 20 points with the Titans. Just running the ball down everybody's throat. Yep, so I I think we – I would almost put money on that one, whatever their spread is. Agreed. If it's a close. (laughs) Football team versus the Browns now. (laughs) I still can't get over seeing football team. I mean (laughs) – It's a laugh out loud. We we post these schedules on our Google Doc and kind of follow through and start talking about it earlier and now – Every time I look at it, I just want to laugh. It comes I mean, up football team. I don't know what's crazier, what's going on with Dan Snyder and the football team in Washington or what's going on with the Jets. Either way, it's a trash can fire. Might as well put it in a barrel and burn it. I'm going Browns. I hope they use the offense they used uh, last weekend. I hope they progress from Thursday night. They've had a couple extra days to think about it. I'm going to go with the Browns. I think Jarvis is going to find the end zone finally. I think Odell's going to have a big night or a big day. Uh, anybody against the football team. Yeah, I, I think they probably run on them. And Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, they that's what the Browns have to stick to if they want to win games. I think they do it against the Redskins because the Redskins do have a great D-line. They get after the quarterback. That's about the only great thing I would give the Redskins right now, or the R-words, or the football team, whatever you want to call them. But uh, they, they got a good D-line. You offset by running the football basically straight at those ends that are coming at the quarterback, kind of make them stay home. When they do that, 
they get those in staying home, not coming 100 miles per hour at Baker. That's when you hit them with Odell or Landry. Yeah. I think they do that, and I think the Browns probably win this one in blowout fashion as well. I think um, that's literally one of the biggest two-headed monsters right now. I think that's the best. I mean, I, I think that's the best in the league. A couple times on Thursday night, they put them in the backfield at the same time, and I think that's the most lethal possibility because then if you run these RPOs, the run's there to one or the other, yep. the screen's there to one or the other, and then you got Jarvis and you got Odell. They shot down all trade, trade speculations with Odell this week, so I think it's it's game on now. Yeah, and Baker's a good enough where if you have those two guys in the backfield, he can also give a fake run for a couple yards here or there just to keep the defense honest. Right. I know he got hawked by some cops back in college, but uh, <laughs> that's an all-time video, too. I don't see any linebackers wearing badges. <laughs> yeah, so I think it'll be all right. But, and I, I I love that combo with them. They, they do. They got the best two-headed monster in the league. I think this is a sleeper game of the week, this next one, with the Rams and Bills. Rams and Bills. So you I think gonna call upset here. Yeah, which way is an upset? I would assume that the Rams are the favorite in this. I'm not sure. You would think. You would think for sure. I definitely. This is one where both quarterbacks at the end of last year were kind. I mean, more so Goff than Allen, but they were both kind of. What are we gonna do with our quarterbacks? Are they gonna play up to par? Or what do we have to build on? Yeah, with I think Allen saved his job in the playoffs. I agree with he, that. He had a good little run in the playoffs. Put him with a chance to win. Was that against the Titans? That was. Yes. Yeah, so he, he competed with them, took them down to the wire. Jared Goff, he's he's looking good this year. He's efficient, basically throwing little little dunk passes, five-yard passes, kind of what they did to the Eagles, too, at least in the highlights that I saw. Um, Josh Allen's putting up a good stat line in every game so far. People have been sleeping on the Bills. The Bills Mafia is really the only one they've had supporting them. It's been an interesting two years. You still got Singletary. Singletary's kind of that sleeper pick on fantasy sometimes, too. Cole Beasley's there. You've had some experience with Cole Beasley. Yeah, he fumbles a lot. I don't like him. <laughs> Stephon Diggs. We just had that conversation. I think Diggs changes changes that offense. Yep. He gives them the deep threat that they need. Cole, Cole Beasley is a little security blanket. He can get open in like five-yard routes, a little 15-yard routes over the middle. But uh, Diggs, I think, opens up that offense. Then their back, one of their backup wide receivers, rookie out of UCF, he's only got three receptions, but he's found the end zone more than <laughs> some other big-name wide receivers. Are you going Bills? Um, I'm going to go Bills. Not. <laughs> I'm going to go Rams. Uh, I just think that offense is too powerful. I think Aaron Donald's just too good. I think I think the Rams go to 3-0. and I'm not going to sleep on the Bills for the season, but I w I'm going to go Rams in this one. I think I'll go against you here. Just uh, like you said, we've been agreeing a lot. This game's close. Could go either way. I'm going to go Bills, mainly to disagree with you, but I think Diggs. I think Diggs and Ramsey, that's going to be a good one to watch. They'll get into it. Yeah. They both like to, uh, to talk a lot. Ramsey's going to try and get in his head. Diggs might let him, but Diggs might get him. It'll, it'll be fun to watch. I'm going Josh Allen, man. I, I like Josh Allen. Donald's going to be running after him, but Allen's an athlete. Get out of the grass. Get out of the way, and and he he can actually run the ball, so it'll be uh it'll be fun to watch. Under the radar Bills. athlete too, Allen is. Yeah, he, he is. doesn't look like, and that's what I thought about Carson Wentz when he first came in the NFL too. Right. I thought he was an underrated athlete. I don't think his athleticism is being used as much as Josh Allen is right now. Being in upstate New York, obviously Allen's Allen's kind of got the edge when it when the weather gets colder. But I don't think the weather in Buffalo right now is going to affect golf as much as it would in later if this game were later in the year. I think that I think Wentz's ACL after that he they haven't used him like they were when he was having his little MVP season and they made the run to the Super Bowl. I don't know. He hasn't looked like the same athlete after that. Whether that's them telling him not to be or him or whatever. But he, I'm with you. He he looked good his first two years. Looked good in college. After that, he he has not looked like an athlete. I agree with that, 100. percent Next one is Bears at Falcons. Uh, 2-0 Bears versus the 0-2 Falcons. Matty Ice, is he at the end of his career? No, because he lit the Cowboys up. He did light the Cowboys he dominated up. dominated the Cowboys. The Falcons defense has to figure it out. Falcons defense has not been up to par or up to standard, as you would think of a Falcons defense, especially over the last, I would say, six years. With a defensive head coach. Right. Like he, that's his bread and butter. Dan Quinn, defensive guy, came from the Seahawks. And these last two weeks, man, they've just been giving up points left and right. And then you got your boy Mitch Trubisky. 
Yeah, 10 guy rolling in. He's 2-0. and Put it on the Giants in the first half. He didn't really do much the second half, but didn't need to. They're 29th in passing and 10th in rushing, the Bears are. So, obviously, the run game has benefited yeah. Mitch a little bit. Oh, for sure. Uh, defense, Bears defense, they've always been known for their defense. I think the Bears will continue to follow that, that blueprint and continue to be uh, a good defense. Um, it'll be interesting to see. 16th defense versus the fourth-ranked offense in the Falcons. Can those DBs shut down those wide receivers for the Falcons, or are the Falcons going to get their first win? I think the Falcons are getting their first win. As much as I love Mitch and I want him to do well, I hope he lights the Falcons up. I don't see the Bears team beating the Falcons. The Falcons have had at least one tough game. The Cowboys, whether they're a good team versus a great team right now, remains to be seen. We might find out this week. The Falcons with a tough draw playing playing Seattle, playing the Cowboys. I think the Bears are a little weaker opponent, if you will, and I think the Falcons feast on them. They light it up this week. And they haven't played each other in three years. The last meeting was September 10th, 2017. Hmm. Um, so they haven't seen each other in a while. Obviously, almost completely different teams. Falcons still have the same quarterback, and, and they still have Julio. So I'm going to go with Matty Ice and Julio in this one. Julio's a little banged up, too. He got injured in the Cowboys game. That, that Gage guy stepped in, and he's, he's done good this this year. Their third receiver. Right. Ridley had two touchdowns in the first quarter. Julio with a big drop in the Cowboys game. He did. And I, we talked about that game earlier on Monday, and I said the Falcons didn't really choke it away. That's the only only thing. I, I rewatched it last night as well, like the second half of that game. Right. But uh, that's that's about the only, the only play that the Falcons choked on was Julio. In a wildcat formation, the gauge guy threw it to him like a 30-yard dime, dropped it right in his lap, and he dropped it to basically win the game. I'm also going to go with the Falcons as well for Alameda Zacchaeus. He's one of the uh, – has some of the most all-purpose yards in UVA history. Um, Julio's hammy. You don't know how well hammies are going to hold up. It was, yeah. it was just a strain. He didn't tear it or anything, but you never know how it's going to hold up. Julio's an older guy. I think they want to keep him healthier. So you got to look for somebody to step up late in the games with a big catch. I think it's going to be a 10-point, 7-10-point game, so somebody's going to have to step up on that receiving core. I think they're going to double Ridley if Julio doesn't isn't getting off the ball as well as he should. So one of those other wide receivers are going to have to step up. I think Ty Gurley's going to have to have a big game again. Yeah, Gurley didn't do much against the boys. And he either, really so. hasn't done anything in the first two weeks. Yeah. I mean, he's been quiet. So I think Ty Gurley's got to step up. Not that he's on a contract here, but he's only got 117 yards and really – he had two really good seasons, two back-to-back 1,000-yard -back seasons. Last year he was injury-plagued a little bit. He has found the end zone one time, so hopefully he can get going. The longest run this year has been 15 yards. Yeah. That's not like him. He's normally breaks one off. That's pretty uh, extensive. So Next one we got, uh, we covered the Panthers and the Chargers. We'll go Jets versus the Colts, the other New York team versus the Colts. Colts, like I said, they had a strong showing against the Vikings. That was enough to basically mark them down for getting a win, at least for me, versus the New York Jets. So I'm going with Colts in that game. Yeah. Really, I know Rivers is their quarterback now. Doesn't matter. They could play with me or you out there. They're playing the Jets. I'm picking the Colts. So I'm, I'm going Colts as well. Zach Pascal, Old Dominion. Like the rookie, too. Yes. Like the rookie running back. We've talked a little bit about him, Taylor. He's out of uh, Wisconsin. Yeah, Wisconsin guy. I like the way he ran in Wisconsin, and he went back to school to try to win. I love guys like that, team guys that feel like their team has a shot every year at the national championship, and they go back for that senior year trying to win that thing. He could, as a running back, and being, you know, you're going to be a late guy, try to get the most out of your money. He could have left the year before. He had a great year. He was even in the Heisman yeah, race. Yeah. I think the Jets' defense, the Jets as a team are terrible. I think Taylor's going to run all over them. Phillip Rivers, please get Zach Pascal football, please. Next one, we got the Cowboys versus the Seattle Seahawks. Pete Carroll got fined for not wearing his mask. Chomping on that gum. Yeah, he couldn't I mean. <laughs> talk, wear a mask, and, and chew gum all at the same time. I think his jaw was hurting from being too tense in that mask, even though he's wearing one of the gators or whatever you want to call those things that supposedly aren't even really good for you. But I'm going to go Seahawks. Chew that gum. I'm worried about the Cowboys' defense. They didn't necessarily play terrible against the Falcons. They were put in tough situations with the, the four turnovers in the first quarter, the fourth down calls, and all that stuff. But uh, McCarthy, McCarthy scares me, man. He's I rewatched it last night just so I could kind of refresh it a little bit because so much happened in that second half where I basically forgot all the situations. First fake field goal or fake punt, I don't mind. 
that was trying to change the momentum. Should have got it. I don't mind that. The second one was in the third quarter with like three minutes left, almost on like the 50-yard line. Fourth and five, we're down by two scores. Just a classic punt-safe situation if you're a defense. He tries to run it up the gut. Didn't work at all, so that was a stupid call. And then going for two, they were down by nine, and he went for two with like five minutes left, maybe like ten minutes left in the fourth quarter, somewhere in there, and didn't get it, and it just – the air got sucked out of the stadium, and it just it felt like it was over. Like I said, the Cowboys had a great comeback. The Cowboy comeback is what we're calling it. And the helicopter, Legatron, just proved his worth, at least in that one game. But um, the defense scares me, especially against Russell Wilson. It seems like it's a bend, bend but don't break. Yep. We seem like we're bending and we're breaking. <laughs> um, I know we held the Falcons to a lot of field goals, but we also gave up a lot of touchdowns. So it scares me. Russell Wilson, Mr. Mister, Mr. Unlimited, scares me. But I went with the Cowboys last week. I found something that worked in the second half. I'm going to be sticking with it the entire game. So I'm going Cowboys versus Mr. Unlimited. He's going to be limited in this game. Cowboys defense figures it out. Offense got CD rolling. We got Zeke rolling if he holds on to the ball. Of Coop's rolling, Gallup's rolling, Dak might be the MVP. So Cowboys all day in this one. That's the thing about Cowboy fans. We went from hate they went from hating Dak for not signing a contract, uh, doing the Kirk Cousins thing, to all of a sudden he's the MVP. I don't hate him. I don't hate him for doing the Kirk Cousins thing. I hate him for not signing the deal that was on the table, offering him thirty-three million dollars a year for the next four or five years. Yeah, I hate him for that, that, or hated him for that. He's he's earning his way back. And he wore a cowboy hat to uh, the press conference, so I think that won a lot of a lot of fans back. It didn't hurt. It did not hurt. He looked good in the Cowboys hat. I still think throw it up to Metcalf, let him go get it. Seahawks win. I think it's going to be a close game, but I think they're going to throw a ball up to Metcalf in the back of the end zone and let him toe tap and win the game. It digs, man. Diggs did. He held his own in that Falcons game. Yeah. Diggs, he got burned a couple times, but he's got good recovery speed and was at least a, a disruption when he did get burnt against the Falcons. Our other corners, trash. Safeties, non-existent. Xavier Woods made a couple plays. But um, we can go get Earl Thomas. Would have been a great week to have him against the Seahawks. But um, Instead playing against them. Well, no, I'm talking about Earl Thomas, oh, not yeah. even Jamal Adams. I would have loved to have Jamal Adams. Either one. <laughs> but Earl Thomas is still out there. The Cowboys need somebody. I hope we go get him. I don't care if he's a cancer or not. We need somebody on that defense that can make a tackle and make a play. Next, we got the 1-1 Bucks versus the 0-2 Broncos. No quarterback for the Broncos. You got Tom Brady for the Bucks. Is Tom Brady going to find some chemistry with that Buccaneers team? Um, I, f- I feel like he's got so many weapons. He's not used to having that. He's trying to force-feed guys the football. I just think overall that Tom Brady's going to eventually find some flow. I think Bruce Arians going to continue to urge him just to get the ball to the open guy. Everybody will get theirs. I think that's the hard part about having so many star-studded wide receivers. You know, at some point, if a guy's not getting his football, the football, he feels like he's not worth the money he's getting paid. Then he starts to feel like he's disappointing the team. All that matters is the Ws. And I think once that begins to happen, you can only double-team so many guys. Somebody's going to be open. Tom, quit forcing the football to guys. Allow yourself to throw it to the open guy. I think Leonard Fournette's going to start running all over guys again. I'm going to take the Bucks in this one. Yeah, I'm taking the Bucks too. If Drew Locke was playing, it's Sutton. He, they lost Sutton as well. The Broncos had a bad week too as I far did. as injuries. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Bucks here. It, like I said, it would be an interesting game if the Broncos had a full team, didn't have the injuries, but they do have the injuries. I know, is it in mile high? Looks like it's in mile high. It is. So they got that working for them, but I'm going Bucks. I think Brady's thing is timing. I think he's a big time guy, and he's just got to get that timing right. Him and Mike Evans hooked up last week. Goodwin, Godwin, whatever his name is, is back. He's a, he's a speedster, and uh, I, I think it's just timing. The more the more you see the Bucks, I think the better they'll get each week, and you get better each week by the end of it with Brady, Gronk, Mike Evans, Godwin, Fournette, all those weapons. They're going to be dangerous. So um, I'm going Bucks, and I think they probably have a better showing in this one this week than they did last week. Next 425 game, 0-2 Lions versus the 2-0 Cardinals. Kyler Murray has completely impressed me. Taking over the league, um, man. He might he's be the shifty enough. He's never really going to get hit hard. He slides intelligently. He knows when and where to throw the football. 
I think this is the perfect offense for him. I know we talked about it last week. Finding an offensive coordinator that is going to benefit your franchise guy. I think Kyler Murray's proven that he's the franchise guy. I think they have the right head coach in place for Kyler. People say that college offenses won't work in the NFL. Well, what happens? You're getting college guys in the NFL right now. Why not put guys in systems that they've run their, their entire life? He ran the same offense at both schools, uh, and now he's running the same thing in the NFL. He was teaching Larry. Fitzgerald, the offense. Now you got Hop, D Hop. It's all it's all systems go now. Yeah, Arizona, man, a sneaky top team in the NFC right now, I think. And uh, like you said, Kyler, he's he's taken over. He he's looked great this year. The Lions have not been impressive in any shape or form throughout this. They got throttled by Green Bay last week, and I think the Cardinals put it on them, man. And I think Kyler keeps on rolling. His slides are good. He gets a lot of distance on the slides, but he throws that one leg up, and that that's scares that baseball me. slide. Yeah, that's that scares He's me, man. He's got that baseball that, slide. That one leg up, he could get a bone bruise or injured knee somehow by doing that. So that's that's my only beef with the slide. Everything else is is all coming up, Kyler. So uh, I think as far as the Cardinals go, the the thing I'm most impressed with is the defense. I th- yeah, I was unsure going into the year. I, you know, you just. Because of how high-powered the offense is and the way the offense is run, I think you weren't we weren't thinking about how right. good that could that defense really could be. They got really is. Buda Baker, Buda, man, yeah. he's a stud. Patrick yeah, Peterson, they still got him, and then Simmons in the first round. Peterson so. seems like he just doesn't age. Yeah, he seems like he's been the same. He feel like he's been there for 20 years, and he just doesn't seem to age. It's he still moves well. I think that's the leader on that defense. He's been through it. He's been in Super Bowls. He just knows how to play the game. He plays the game smart. And I think he's the leader of that defense. They're they are the seventh ranked defense uh, in the National Football League right now. He was interesting too because he, he like almost. It felt like he was on his way out of Arizona, and now he's just kind of slid back in there, and you don't really – he's not making any noise, but he's playing good ball again. So Matthew left. I thought Peterson was right behind him. Yep. I thought he was going to go somewhere and kind of do the LeBron, change teams to win again, yeah. and he didn't do it. I just don't think Stafford has enough firepower to do it. The AFC North is Green Bay's country right now. I think Stafford's just hanging on by, by a thumbnail. Speaking of Green Bay, I like that little segue. Our next game is the Packers versus the Saints. Sunday night That's game the of Sunday the week. night. Yep. I'll tell you what. What a great lineup for Week Three, as far as, and we'll get to the Monday night game you in a minute. Get a better but Sunday night, and Monday. Sunday night. night, Monday night, and Thursday with just that. The perfect Thursday. Right. With perfect the Florida, Thursday night it's game. the perfect game to try to get you into the weekend. <laughs> you got college football on Friday this week. No games on Thursday. You got to get two games on Friday. So it's like the perfect segue to the weekend. You know, and the perfect quarterbacks to be to introduce you yeah. to the weekend of what football is going to be this weekend. But back to the Packers-Saints game. Game of great two legendary quarterbacks. Yeah. Breeze doesn't look like the same guy. Jameis Winston's, I don't even know if he's got his iPad on, if he's ready to play or not. He's squinting. So, Wherever he's at, he's squinting. <laughs> so I think you can never doubt Kamara. Losing Thomas has been a huge... Is he going to be back t- for this one? Or I'm not, I think he, he's still out. Mm. Uh, I know originally it was like three to four weeks possible. Gotcha. I don't think they'll rush him back. The Saints' schedule gets a little different yeah. right after this week, so I wouldn't force feed him back. So I'm going Packers. I don't know. The Packers seem like they've figured out a comfortable offense to run. I think even drafting a quarterback just fired up Aaron Rodgers, even though he had a terrible – what's his name? Had a terrible training camp. I think that eased the pain on Rodgers a little bit, but pissed him off just enough to uh, – We talked about it with Tiger. I think he's like Tiger. He's got that Jordan attitude, a little chip on his shoulder. He's been mad since he dropped in the first round, since he's been drafted. So that's been fueling his fire. I think he's found a, a new fuel now, and he's, he's looking better almost than ever. Two fuels. Yeah. Draft a quarterback and break up with Danica all within the same year. 2020 wasn't kind to him, and now he's trying to turn the page on something he can control. And I think he controls this game into a victory. Yeah, and I think Drew Brees, man, I talked about it a little bit with you. I think he looks old. He does. And it's that's gonna it's gonna be a problem for the Saints, like you said, Kamara. He's still he's still doing his thing, but uh, Drew Brees is not getting it done right now, and he may find it and make come back on whatever it is that's missing with him I'm not necessarily saying he's done but right now he kind of looks like it and it's uh it's gonna be interesting to see how the Saints handle this if he's not the same Drew Brees that we're used to seeing but I do think the uh, the Packers win this game I'm not gonna say easy but I no. think they win this game so. I think anytime you're playing in New Orleans, New Orleans I think they always have a shot like I said I'm not counting out Drew Brees by any means 
I, he just doesn't look the same. The Saints just look like they're struggling. The, I think that timing word is used in a lot of sports. I think Kamara actually caught the ball well out of the backfield. And Michael week. Thomas, that's a big injury for That him. is. That's a huge injury. And so. I think Breeze still threw for 300 yards last week. And I think yeah. he's still had above 90 quarterback rating. So I'm not counting them out. I just don't think they have the firepower to beat. Speaking of firepower, the Packers running back, he had a huge week last week. Mm -hmm. Aaron Jones, he puts, put up some good numbers. I don't know exactly what they are. It was like 40 fantasy points. So, so uh, a big week from him, big week from Rodgers. If it's anything, it's going to be a shootout. I don't see that game being a defensive game. So uh, look for those two to, to keep putting up stats. And hopefully Kamara gets his. He's on my fantasy team. And I'm playing my brother this this week. So I, I need a big win out of, out of him. So I need Kamara to put up stats. But – I think the Packers will have too much firepower. And speaking of firepower, look at that transition. The Chiefs versus the Ravens. You get two of the best quarterbacks in the league, if not the best two right now, with Patty Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. This is a this is gonna be a good game, man. <laughs> yeah. I don't even wanna talk who I think would win because I this is just one of those games. At eight o'clock you're gonna turn turn on ESPN fifteen minutes before the game because you don't wanna miss anything. Yeah, you literally shoot out. Better have everything prepared. It's going to be quick. They're gonna, they all both run fast-paced offenses. They both throw the ball down the field. They both can run. Uh, obviously, Lamar runs a little bit better than Mahomes, and it, their offense is more geared to allowing the quarterback to run a little bit. I think Reed protects his quarterbacks pretty well. Mahomes does protect himself in his own right. I'm looking for another big game at Edwards Hilaire as he's on my fantasy team. Ingram had a big game last week. I look for more of the same. They ran a lot of Wildcat stuff last week with Ingram, yeah. um, which was different. And I think that's the thing about the Ravens is they continue to not chain, run. The, they're running the same offense, but it's chain, personnel changes. Um, they do different things with it, but yes. it's, always, it's always the same concepts. But they different looks out of it, different schemes, kind of, not schemes, but just numbers-wise, different stuff, and it it works. teams don't know how to handle it. it. Works. They, they can't get used to it. I think Lamar's gotten even better at throwing the football again. I think he's continued to progress. And he's another one that he really doesn't get hit. No. Like, as a quarterback that runs a lot, yeah. he doesn't get hit. Like, Cam Newton, we both said, you know, you can't keep it up because right. he gets hit almost every time he runs. Lamar, he's like Kyler, man. He's not getting hit. Like you said, Pat Mahomes isn't. He don't really put himself in the position to get hit. He's not necessarily running all over the field. Although he did have a huge run on their, uh, I don't know if it was their, their overtime winning drive, their game winning drive in OT or – in the fourth quarter to, to get it OT. But he had a nice, like, 20-yard run, basically, to, to keep the game alive. This is a tough one. I, I, like I said, I would rather try to pick an over-under on how many passes will be thrown over 35 yards. Yeah. They, like, if we could set a number. A little bit. If we could set a number and just pick, like, a number of passes over 35 yards, how many do you think will be it? Will be completed. Let's not even go attempts. Will be completed. You're going in the air. In the air. Not after the catch. Nothing. Just in the air. Thirty-five plus yards on passes. Man, I might. I'm saying seven, and I think that's safe. That's a safe bet. Yeah, I think that's safe. Uh, yeah, I would. That's. What, it's funny you said that. I was going to say six or seven completed passes. I think Mahomes could throw for two touchdowns. I, the Ravens' defense. Both defenses are still pretty good. Like, yeah. it's not like. They're bad defense. These are just two elite offenses. And I, like you said, fast, man. They got speed. They're they're fast. They're just fast offensive, fast pace, fast guys. Mark I mean, Ingram will run it down your throat and tr try and play bully ball a little bit. I don't know, man. This one's got me. I'm torn up on this one. Yeah. I mean, Baltimore still has the second-ranked defense in the NFL right now. They just keep showing up. It's the Ravens. I think I'm, I think I'm going Ravens. I think Ari. Lamar, he's – Pat Mahomes got a Super Bowl. I think he's got something to prove. This was supposed to be the AFC Championship matchup. This was a great game last year. And I, I think that Same this, time of year. Almost a year to the date. I think the Ravens have more to play for in this, and I think that's going to be the difference in the game, man. I think they're just going to want it a little bit more. Chiefs, this may be their Super Bowl hangover game, whatever you want to call it, but I... I I think the, the Ravens are going to be hungry in this one, at least hungrier than the Chiefs. It's going to be a fun game to watch, but I think Lamar, he's chip on the shoulder guy. I think he's got a chip on his shoulder because Pat Mahomes got a Super Bowl before him. I think this is one of those ones I'm just going to go against you just to go against you. And I'm going to use the phrase that last year was their wait, last weekend was their wake-up call. I think yeah. the Chargers, they're good. I think the Chargers are a good football team. Obviously, they're not up to the elite standard that Chief the Ravens are team. or the right or the Chiefs. I think they blew out the Texans. They showed the Texans that they didn't really know what they were doing yet. 
I think the Chargers, with a rookie quarterback, once they found out Herbert was going to play, I think they kind of overlooked that game. I think that changes. I know. I think that changes your whole scheme too. Right. As far as what you're preparing for as a defense, you're not ready for Herbert and what he has to offer. Right. And they had to do it on the spot. Ex- exactly. I mean, you're expecting Tyrod Taylor, a running guy, and it basically changed their entire defense. Right. Their whole they, outlook on the yeah, game. Yeah. So that it's tough to handle that, especially in the NFL. I agree. Because you, you even saw it with the Steelers a little bit with Driscoll coming in. He's just a different quarterback than Drew Locke, and he did well against a, a great Steeler defense. So I, I think that had a lot to do with them playing the Chiefs close. But I, uh, I think that was their wake-up call game, though. Like yeah. we, we have to play up to our standard every single week because everybody's gunning for us. Everybody knows what we're going to give. Now we have to play the game right. like, it's, like it is the Super Bowl. You just got a bigger target on your back. <laughs> exactly. You can get everybody's best. So I think that extra day of rest obviously gives you a little more, each team a little more, you know, that extra day to prepare for what's ahead of them. Yeah, extra step faster. Exactly. <laughs> it's going to be a fun I think one. it's just going to be a fun game to watch. I'm interested to see what happens. Like I said, you went Ravens, so I'm going to go Chiefs. Monday night, can't wait. Sucks we got to come to work and then think about that game all day. Yeah. Um, Supposed to have practice, but I think I might bang practice just to be <laughs> home in time. No, I'm gonna shout out to the third or fourth and fifth grade group that I'm working with as well. They've been coming motivated. I kind of need to show them to the older guys, but I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go Chiefs. righty, and that's it for our uh, NFL slate. We got a couple games that we disagree on, so that'll be interesting to see how that goes. Give us a little little trash talk rights and all that stuff. But uh, overall, it's going to be a good week of football, good week of sports, man. Yeah, be ex- be excited for sports. They're back. We're going full steam ahead. Obviously, there's still some uh, cancellations that have happened. I feel for those teams that have had to cancel games. Big Ten announced they're coming back, so getting ready for that. Coming up as well, Nebraska's open up with Ohio State, and they are not happy about it. Because so. they put the pressure on the Big Ten. Man, so they just said they're big gonna stick said, it to him go. first game. Scott Frost, second year in the Big Ten and already trying to run stuff. Now he's now they're whining about it. I was a I was a fan of Scott Frost before. Um, I think I still am just for what he did at UCF and said we are national champions no matter whether we got the actual yeah, trophy. I love that. So props to him for doing that. And he's just carrying that kind of that needed sports arrogance to Nebraska. So that's that's a good sight. We're going full steam ahead with sports, and uh, we're ready to roll. All righty, and I think that does it for our second episode of the Game On podcast. Great seeing you guys. Keep listening. Yep, keep listening.